Hey guys, hopping in here before the show starts to talk to you about an exciting new opportunity for us to serve you. So many of you have asked us, and we're excited to invite you to dive deeper with Shannon and I and join the Dirt on Flowers Insider Group. As a member of the group, you get monthly flower farming goal setting and accountability worksheets, a community Facebook group of dirt bags, accountability pods, and a member directory so you can increase your network of marigolds and flower friends in your life monthly live Q&A on that month's podcast topics so you can dive deeper with us and get all of your additional questions answered, bonus teachings on timely and relevant topics, discount codes on future Dirt on Flowers online courses, and early access to our Dahlia Tuber sales. So move the needle in your business and dive deeper with us. It's only $20 a month. I mean, come on, that's the cost of selling one bouquet per month and an investment back into yourself and into your business. We're starting in February with a deep dive into profit first. So head over to our website at thedirtonflowers.com forward slash membership and hop on the wait list. Be sure to sign up and take advantage of our introductory pricing. We want to be for you what we so desperately needed when we first started our flower farms. So let us mentor you, guide you, and encourage you as you take your business to new levels in 2023. We can't wait to see you in the membership. All right, guys, let's join the podcast. I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. How's it going, Shan? New year, Good. new me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I know. Same me. Same me. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. I, you know, no, I, I really, I do, you know, obviously I clearly set goals for myself, but I don't like transform myself into a new person <laughs> each year. No. No, I wish. No. I wish it was that easy. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I always said I like this. This year, time of year though is my favorite. I mean, I really. Yeah. And this year, I feel like it's kind of sacred because it's the first time I've been able to like really focus on. Yes. The and I have like ten million things I want to get done in the month of January, um, which again, it's not realistic. But uh, yeah, it's just such a like. I do love that fresh calendar, the planning, yes. like all of yeah. that is like. That's the part of my like entrepreneurial like heart that just like mm-hmm. loves it. So yeah, um, yeah. So I've I, uh, I just love being able to just look back at the previous year and kind mm-hmm. of goal set for my for my business and for myself too. Because um, as we know, there's like a very blurred line between what's yeah. personal life and what's business life when you yes. have a business. So of course, um, yeah. So uh, today we're going to dig into our mm-hmm. goal setting on today's show, just kind of talking to you about, you know, how what our processes are um, and how we plan for the season ahead, because this is the perfect time to do it. So you're you're not behind the eight ball if you no, um, if all. you haven't done it yet. Um, but it, it is it's just a, it's a time to kind of dream and and plan for um you know, at least for me, it's just, it's sort of a roadmap for like the rest of the season and kind of the, mm-hmm. the whole year. Um, yeah. cause I just, I 
can't imagine not goal setting. I think I'm yeah. just I'm a I'm a three. I know. Have you haven't taken the Enneagram yet? No, I need to. I know. I need to. I know. Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> um but it, for me, that's like I just get laser focused on a goal mm-hmm. and that is like really what drives my personality. So for some people, that yeah. may not be a fit, but I still think having goals um, really gives you focus for the year, you know, and kind of helps mm-hmm. you settle into what, um, you know, what you're going to do and what direction your business is going to take. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have that fresh calendar and you're looking at your goals for this year. And really, like, who who are we if we are not setting goals? I mean, I feel like in any scenario, I don't care if you're retired and mm-hmm. you, you should have goals. I mean, to me, I, like, really do think of it as my guiding light for the year. Um, and I think I have come to realize and come okay with the fact that I can adjust my goals as we go. Because sometimes we're, like, it does feel like I'm like closing my eyes and throwing a dart and like just hoping, you know, like, yes, this is like the ideal scenario. So I do want, I hope you all at least find like a little bit of comfort in that, that they can change and that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't mean yeah. that you failed. You're just like adjusting. So um, thinking about what kind of goals we set for the year, obviously personal ones, financial, business wise, Definitely production. That's a big one for me. And that's like what I spend a lot of my time doing as far as like goal setting with our production goals. And that goes into like making business projections and and crop planning. Like a lot of that stuff gets wrapped up in production goals. Um, and then, of course, as a farm, we always have our projects that need done. So mm-hmm. what are like little infrastructure investments and the things that we're doing to make our lives a little bit easier, you know, day to day. So there's always those yeah. big project goals too. Yeah. And I think I when we were, when I was working on this template, I was thinking mm-hmm. about like the, my process versus your process probably actually looks a little different because of yeah. you're, mar- you're married mm-hmm. and you have another partner in your business. And, yeah. you know, I, I get to have the say in what happens when you've got a <laughs> communication, you know, yes. I'm like, what I say goes. Um, so like, you know, I'm sure your process and you may have some tweaks for people that are in a relationship with somebody sure. that are, you know, you're married or maybe you're not even business partners. Um, cause I think every situation is unique, but for me to start, you know, you talked about personal goals and I feel like I start every year, I end my year with my year in review and I do it every year between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say I've done it I've documented it as far as through a blog post for the last three, um, but I've probably been doing it for maybe four or five years. And it's for me, it's just like how I want to kind of start into the year. I look back on my previous year and I always look at it from like the rosebud thorn lens that we did. Like what's what's Mm -hmm. a positive? What's something I'm working on? Um, Where do I still need to kind of work? You know, where do I still have some work to do? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but I feel like, I don't know, Shannon, you maybe you probably feel the same, but it's like, I feel like I need to set my personal goals for my life and then my business sort of follows suit, you know, where it's like, um, what, you know, what worked well, like for me, uh, one thing a few years ago, a couple, two years ago was like, I wanted normal working hours. That Mm -hmm. was just a personal goal for myself that I needed to spend some more time, you know, dedicated my schedule and that, you know, having that personal goal directly was affected by the farm mm-hmm. and how I was managing, how I had staff there. And, um, you know, something that, uh, went in this process that I do is I look for what worked well, what didn't work well, what brought me joy, 
what drained me? Um, yes. What like what things can I give up? Like those are all sort of questions mm-hmm. that I'm like asking myself to like go to move forward into the into this year. And I think you and I have joked about it, mm-hmm. the Sunday harvest. But yeah, <laughs> that's a problem for me because that's where yeah. I become like resentful of being a business owner where mm-hmm. I really don't get any break because whether I'm out doing all of the physical work Monday through Saturday, I I'm engaged. <laughs> Our brains are never not engaged as a business yes. owner. Um, and whether that's like emails or phone calls or whatever the thing is we're doing, it's like Sunday is almost like when I snap, you know, yes. it's like, ah, like send you right over the cliff. Yeah. So I'm working on this (laughs) year, figuring out how to, you know, does that mean hiring another employee? Does that mean, Mm -hmm. um, you know, shifting employee schedules around? So I'm, I'm, that's one personal thing that I'm kind of looking at this year that just really didn't work for me last year or in the past. So Mm -hmm. I think even just echoing, starting with that personal piece is so incredibly important. And I, you know, for me, I'm like, I have to start there every year because at the end of the day, and I and I think this is probably the same for all of you, everyone who's listening, is that we want to run our businesses. We don't want our businesses to run us. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to like get out of that vicious cycle of like so maybe sometimes feeling resentful of those times. So it's like, okay, what do I need personally so that I can be better to run my business better? Like for me, you know, Judd, Judd and I, we farm together. So we're, we're business partners in this. So for us, you know, we create the goals together. Now that brings us closer for me and him, but some people, it, it could create a little bit more friction. So you guys have to figure out, but I do think like being on the same page is like incredibly mm-hmm. important that way. So considering the goal, I mean, I feel like I really adore my husband because we are on the same page in life, you know, so having those goals together is going to only strengthen the relationship. And for me, it's like, how do I want to show up as a mom? How do I want to show up physically in my job every day? Like, I want to be strong. I want to make sure I'm fueling myself, doing strength training, like doing all the things so that I can be the best, show up as the best version of me at work, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. So I think that personal is like you you almost have to start there. It's just yeah, it's the foundation upon what all the other things are built on. Yeah, exactly. And I you know, the other thing is I I always say, "Wow, present Lindsay really screwed future Lindsay because like I will bl- <laughs> I just have all of these things, you know, with wedding inquiries coming in and we want to schedule workshops and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, where was my time?" So I started a few years ago just doing like blackout weekends where which sounds funny. I don't get blacked out. I just black them out on my calendar. <laughs> you could. Though. Yeah, I just grab some Jim Beam, <laughs> head to the woods. Um, so I, uh, you know, in order to do that, and it becomes very tempting in the season, right? When there's like mm-hmm. dollar signs and we look at yes. like how short our season is where you're like, oh, well, you know, I could just, you know, throw in that wedding and it, it, you know, I always regret it. I always do. So yeah. yeah, the personal piece to me is like, you know, it is a have to, has to happen because to show up as our best versions of ourselves, like you were saying, oh, I mean, there's percent like yeah. you just have to, have to do. And I like, you know, this part of me, you know, this part of the, the stage for the goal planning, it's like, that's the dreaming stage. That's short-term, long-term mm-hmm. goals. Like, where do I see myself in five years? What feels like it's too much? Mm-hmm. And then I always write those goals down and I set an intention. Like I always say, a, I do like a word. I don't do like a New Year's resolution. Last year, my word was rest. 
Mm-hmm. And it was just something that would come up where it was like, Lindsay, you don't have to do anything else. Like you don't have to do anything else, you know? And so just getting rest in there. And I think, I, you know, I didn't do a very good job of it a few times. Yeah. Um, and then I'd get COVID and it was like, hey, um, <laughs> now you're forced to rest. Isn't that uh-huh. funny how that happens? But this year for me, it's fun. Like mm-hmm. I turned 40. I want to have – like I just want more fun things in my life. So I think from a personal standpoint, that probably means some traveling for me or not that it couldn't be like incorporated with work, you know, as well. Like I think it's going to be incorporated with that too. But um, yeah, I just want, I really want to have more fun in my life. And in that, that correlation to me also means time off, right? Like that Mm -hmm. means away from the farm, a break from my farmer hat and business owner hat to be able to like have more moments of like, of, you know, of, of that for myself this year. But you, do you do an intentional word? Don't you, don't you do a, yes. a word of the year? Yeah. I know I kind of shared it earlier, but my word, cause I was very inspired by our Marigold conversation. So my word um, this year is actually Marigold, which that might not make sense to just like anybody who's listening to this. But if you understand that concept, like for me, mm-hmm. it's like, how do I show up as like a life-giving person to those people around me? My husband, my kids, mm-hmm. you all, Lindsay, all these people. And how how also even going one step further, it's like for me, I'm trying to attract more marigolds into my life. So some of that's weeding out some of the negative people in my life or like for me reframing about, you know, maybe how – I used to perceive someone saying something as criticism. I might just have a better understanding and, you know, understand that that's more about them than it is about me. So it's just like creating that balance. And I just, when somebody meets me, like, I want them to be like, oh my gosh, wow, that was just like, that was awesome, you know? So Mm. I just want... I really want to be that for people because, you know, and you don't meet them very often, but sometimes you do. You meet someone you're just like, oh my gosh, wow, that was that was just like a conversation that you felt connected in. And that's for me, again, showing up um, in an undistracted way mm-hmm. outside of my business too. So it's like when it's non-business time, I'm going to be like 100% there with my kids who need me or getting older. They need me in different ways now. They don't need me just to survive now. They need my mentorship and all of that. So like for me, I think it's okay to have like one word, but for me, it's just like, filtering in the good and like putting out the good. Um, And I think that is like my, really like my main goal. So you can have a word that maybe it just means something to you too. And you don't have to tell everybody, Mm -hmm. but it'd be cool if you like put the word on your bulletin board each year, each morning. So yeah, maybe you are reminded when you see it. And I think just having those constant reminders is good. And sometimes it's just like a reset in your, in your mindset that you need for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always look at it as kind of like my vibe for the year. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's like we yeah. want to – like you were talking about attracting those other people. It's like I want – I I have a very like goofy, dry, sarcastic sense of humor, mm-hmm. you know, but like – as you as you know, Shannon, but like I to me, it's like I want to incorporate more fun in other people's lives as well. Like just yes. like you're saying, you know, where it's like my yeah. team and um, yeah, because what we do is it's hard work. So to be able mm-hmm. to like come and have fun and it's lighthearted and like it's a big, it's an important piece. But you know, I when I did this, I I always write the word down and then I kind of like bubble graph off of it. Like what is that? What does that look like? You know, mm-hmm. maybe that means you know, like I said, like travel or like I love comedy shows. Like maybe I want to do that. Or maybe it's a, something yeah. as simple as like, you know, I going for a walk, but just like moments where 
you know, I want to relax and pause. It just helps me sort of like, oh yeah, like I, I need to have a little bit more fun as like a reminder. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, I really like the word kind of yes. helps me focus the rest of the rest of the season. So yeah, me too. 100%. Okay. I think we did a good job talking about the personal, right? Yeah. I think that's yeah. great. I mean, the, the personal is going to like lead into your business and financial goals, you know, for the year. So, and I think, you know, your business goals should reflect what you want personally. So it's mm-hmm. doesn't always have to be like talking about financial. It doesn't always have to be make more money. Like that is mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily what yeah. matches your personal goals. So they really can go like, they need to like shake hands, you know? <laughs> that yeah. I mean, it really could be, it could be that like, holy crap, I was so overwhelmed with this many CSA shares. I want to do yes. less. Like ours mm-hmm. was, I cut out summer CSAs. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was a big decision for me. I'm getting emails like people are like, so there's no summer option. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. no, there's not. And there's some, cause I want to have more fun. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, you know, so it doesn't, you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. It doesn't have to mean doing more. It could be like, I need to do a little bit less, um, yes. you know, so like definitely have starting with the personal and it's not like a complete overhaul of your life, right? It's just like no. setting some intentions and it does, it's so, it is so surprising to me when like I do that and then stuff comes up throughout the season. I'm like, oh, that word or the intention or whatever, especially when you're talking about it with other people, it's like, you know, hey, like it's okay to take some time off, you know, like last year yeah. when I was like resting. And so it's like, it really does like kind of get you back on course mm-hmm. and hold, it holds you a kind of account. It holds you accountable. So yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes like they tend to be goals can be like these huge, like lofty, like proclamations. Mm-hmm. And I guess mm-hmm. I would like really encourage you financially too, is to really like narrow down, like what does that look like? You know, um, what does, you know, being a marigold for others look like? Well, maybe it means ch- I'm going to check in with one friend each week, you know, mm-hmm. and see how they're doing. And I'm, for- I'm going to like force myself to stop and have that conversation. So I would really encourage you to like write down like a goal, like a very mm-hmm. specific goal that helps get you in the habit of doing that. Cause there's going to be times when we're going to have to f- force ourselves to get out there when we don't want to. I mean, even even the fun thing. Like for me, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I really know mm-hmm. I need something fun to like fill up my cup. You know what I mean? So it's sometimes yeah. you're going to have to force yourself. And it's going to feel hard. Yeah, like those, that Sunday afternoon when I'm headed out to harvest yeah. sunflowers, I'm just going to – Whitney Houston right in the AirPods. <laughs> just real – that's what I saw. See, it's I already got I already got a backup plan. If I there you go. don't have any, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think um, you know we talk a lot about record keeping and setting financial goals for the year. If you are keeping very good records, and I'm I'm not saying it has to be in QuickBooks, but however you're keep however you're keeping them, it's important to keep those records so that you can have a very honest conversation with yourself about what the finances look for the year. And the nice thing about ha- using a system like QuickBooks or any type of accounting systems that there's a lot of really nice built-in reports um, that can give you like so much clarity in your business because when we're operating it day to day, it's like if you're not looking at those things, we really are making decisions with our heads in the sand. So I do like really encourage you 
If you haven't done that, uh, to try to get started, um, we have an episode about accounting practices, and I would recommend you go listen to that. You can make it so simple for yourself, and you could just get so much out of some very simple record keeping. So I really do encourage you to do that, and it's going to help you be able to set realistic financial goals for the year. So I think step one would be um, looking at your profit and loss statement. So that's essentially looking at how much revenue or income did you make versus how much, how what your expenses look like. And then looking at both of them and deciding what's too high, what's the actual profit number, and then trying to figure out where you can set some goals there. So you can look at your entire season. This is what we do um, based on our various different business enterprises. So I'm like, okay, markets, this is how much we made at the markets. This is how much wedding and looking at each and then, then analyzing the percentage of growth that we had from the previous year. You do something like that, Linz? Yeah, no, that's what I do. Okay. I take mm-hmm. my, um, yeah, I just take my PL and I look at like 21 versus 22. Mm-hmm. I look at the percentage of growth for each of those enterprises. Yes. And then also, also the offsetting expense category. So the cost of goods associated with that. And I'm super excited to dig into the wedding piece because, you know, we don't do full service anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just glanced when I printed my reports off that like our costs are so low on the wedding side now yeah. because we're not doing full service where we were ordering in garden roses and doing all these like supplemental things. So I really think our profit like skyrocketed on that. I think our overall total sales number was down, Mm -hmm. but I think our direct profit to that specific category. So like that's, that's how specific I'll like dive in, you know, and I'll just, Mm -hmm. when I'm analyzing it, but yeah, I do, I'll set like specific goals relative to like what I like. So this year I know one that I'm going to be setting um, a, a loftier goal to is our farm stand because mm-hmm. we cut out our summer CSA. So yeah. I really want to work with our Scots, our local um, uh, retail center that like sells our flowers. I'm I'm building in that she's going to message me and say, hey, Lens, we need more because we're selling out because those people that yeah. were normally getting that summer share. So those are sort of the things that that I look at specific to those like individual, gro- individual goals mm-hmm. as well as like long-term financial yes. stuff as well. Yeah. Because yeah. if your your revenue, your income number might seem really high and you might be very, very proud of that and that's amazing. But if your expenses are <laughs> are completely mm-hmm. out of whack, like you're not making any money on that at all. So you really is just so important to look. And I encourage you because what we do is so multifaceted. Like there are so many different like categories. It's not like we're just, and this is no offense to anyone who like, you know, hays, you know, acres or whatever and puts hay on acres, but it's not, or soybeans, let's say like X number of soybeans equals X number of dollars. That That's not what we're doing here. So there's a lot of different variables. There's different price points. So I really do encourage you to look at each of those different enterprises and analyze how you can make those things more profitable. And a lot of times, sadly, it's going to be managing the expenses. It's, it's easier to manage your expenses than to go out and get more business a lot of times. And I think just being looking at that monthly and being aware and creating a budget would help you just be so much more aware of what you are spending each month. You might actually horrify yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been do, there. I have been there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I yeah. like, I mean, that's how I got, you know, I think I talked about it during the, um, the episode with Ashley, which is, I think episode 27 is the one you're referencing. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. yes. it is just, it was horrifying. I looked at yeah. it and I'm like, 
I'm not going to be able to quit my job. It, like the big number looked great. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just talked about how I was sort of throwing money at the problem and that money yes. might be like uh, labor or buying in, you know, like supplementing flowers for weddings, which is like, that's not what I do. I had to get in. And, and if your business model is that you do that and you're able mm-hmm. to make money on that, by all means, I wasn't doing it in a way that I was. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, the easiest thing for me was just eliminating expenses. When I started working on a budget and just started looking at my numbers, I, I mean, my profit margin just, I mean, it quadrupled the, mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the bottom, not the bottom line, I was like, once I started paying attention to it, then I felt in control of making those decisions. But it, yes. it, it's, I've been there. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I spent how much at Dollar General last year for workshops? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you start, it's like, yeah. What? Yeah. But I, and I think a part of being like an entrepreneur is being aware of, believe me, I, I know it's easier not to look. It is definitely yeah. the road, the easiest road to take. But mm-hmm. you do not want to be that person because I think you, if you were mm-hmm. looking at it each month, you would make different decisions. Um, and you know what? You would realize, hey, I didn't really need that or I just did that out of convenience or I was like so worried I wasn't going to have flowers. So I just bought all these extra flowers and you didn't even end up using them. You're like, why did I do that? You know, yeah. every every hard lesson that you have is just going to you know lead you to making better decisions. And we've all had those hard, hard times. But I really do encourage you if you haven't started or you're working on getting better records records financially can literally get started now with an Excel spreadsheet, you know? Yeah. Um, so it can be easy and, um, and you're going to want those numbers. And if you like really want to do this, I mean, I'm talking like, like Mm -hmm. do this, you, you really need to start looking at it as a business and not just for funsies. So, yeah. So, you know, like you're saying that if they have, like, if you don't have any records, like maybe you're just starting or, Mm Like you just are working on developing a process for your record keeping. I mean, you can still do this financial um, without a PL. You can still set goals for your enterprises. You can still mm-hmm. say, you know, farmer's market, I want to make this much. And, you know, looking, you can, I, it, it's so easy for me to just like you set a goal and then you're dividing that out by like, this is the number of bouquets we really need to sell on mm-hmm. average. And then that kind of drives back into your crop plan, which I think mm-hmm. we're going to talk about at a later time. But like, you really can. It's super easy. Just set those goal numbers, what feels right for you and yeah, kind of mm-hmm. working backwards from there. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, looking back at your personal goals and being like, maybe your personal goal this year is that you are full-time on the farm or you're going to pay yourself $500 a month. Well, mm-hmm. what what do you need to do financially, and this is going to like loop into your production goals. Like, what do you need to do to work backwards on that? So again, oh, it's like all your goals are going to have to intertwine. Um, so it, it, they're not silos that just operate separately. So, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that in, in production too. But just something to think about because um, you really can work backwards, and that's a really important piece. Not even just financial goal setting, but production planning, crop planning, all of it. Um, it's really, it's really important. Yeah. I just, I, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but we were talking about the bottom line, but just as an Mm -hmm. extension from those financial goals is, you know, looking through your last year's financials and the goals that I, you know, that I created, I'm always looking at that bottom line to see how do I increase that number? How do I, make more money for the farm and make it more profitable because mm-hmm. that's where 
I feel like that's where I want to dial in mostly like to me, that's like tweaking, right? That's like fine tuning right now. We're like well-oiled machines. We're going. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not, that's still like driving into that bottom line is where, um, is where you're going to make your money as the business owner. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm looking at, um, really looking at labor cost and setting goals for that. Yes. And, you know, setting goals with, uh, you know, looking for like what was in overproduction. That's where my mm-hmm. shrink sheet comes in, where I'm looking at like, where, where did we have a lot of waste? What was within our control and what wasn't? Um, I'm still salty over Mother's Day 22, but I'm hoping for sun, <laughs> sun sunshine. God, oh. bless it. It's like, I will never forget it. I don't know. Oh. Um, I mean, it killed us. It killed us. So, and then looking at that uh, profit and loss statement and seeing growth trends is so looking at them from previous years, like what's really growing for us and our agritourism has been something mm-hmm. that has been, and I think that's because it's where my heart is. So going back mm-hmm. up to those personal goals, um, yes. I that really fuels me. And it's so interesting to see like, oh, how fascinating that that side of the business is growing because I love it, it you know, connecting with people in that way. So the growth trend is in that way because I think that's really where my heart is. Our workshops, like all of that whole piece to me is like, you know, I love it. Um, so the um, the last piece of that is um, like, I'll just give you an example is that like for this year, for example, I'm not wanting to scale the farm. We're not mm-hmm. scaling up this year. Um, I mean, we are a little bit with the UPIC, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing substantial. And so for me, um, I want to look at like, a, a goal that I have, a financial goal with this is like, how do I do more with what I have mm-hmm. currently? Like, how do I maximize the space that I have with the employees that I have? And, you know, we, ha- we have some part-time help, I think, changing uh, mm-hmm. people, you know, they're young, they're getting internships mm-hmm. and different, different jobs. So like, you know, how do I keep what, where we are, you know, um, how do I maximize basically what we have? So that's, that's sort of where I'm at right now. And that does tie in directly to that financial piece and still focusing on the bottom line. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also encourage you even to think not necessarily only about hard goods, but thinking about when you're looking at the bottom line, like how can maybe it's, um, charging a little bit more for what we do. So you could say I can raise my, it's not, the answer is not always, more flowers. And I, a couple things that it could just be, um, maybe I'm going to increase my customer service experience. Like I'm going to set a goal that when somebody reaches out to the farm, they're getting, I'm getting back to them within 24 hours. I'm being responsive. They feel special when they leave. I'm just investing in, or if you have a UPIC, you're kind of investing in some of like, maybe you have like a really cool photo opportunity or like you just like, what are these things that are like setting you to the next level that don't, it doesn't, always mean more flowers. And I feel like that's where pe- I think people get like really, yeah. I don't know, they, they get like sad because <laughs> maybe you're, you only have a quarter acre and you're like, how much can I do with this? You know, And the answer is not always, oh, I need more land and more acres. So I really encourage you to think about the non-tangible things that we can do to either mm-hmm. earn more money from the flowers that we're doing, uh, that we're already growing, um, or just creating more of an experience where people will be able to pay a little bit more for what it is that you're doing. So it's not always, you know, thinking like hard goods, mm-hmm. you know, really or labor costs, which is huge. But yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too. I mean, even could be um, even consistent with an email list, right? Like yes. I'm going to do once a month. It doesn't have to be once a week. It could be once a month. I'm going to connect with them or I'm going to do 
a blog post or I'm going to share, you know, it could be something that that propels your business forward too in a way that like I think does add to your bottom line, like putting yourself Mm -hmm. out there in a way. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was a good point, Jan. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you guys have got – looked through your financials. Um, You've overanalyzed every every single aspect of your business in a good way. And then yes. you still you still want a flower farm after that, which is great. And I I think that, <laughs> but I think like the the overarching goal is to just be so accountable for your own actions in your business. I mean, mm-hmm. you really just have to really you it 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 starts with you. So yeah. you're the only one you're going to care the most. You're going to do you're going to care more than anybody else. So it does end with you. So I really encourage you to kind of just um, take on that role with like a lot of pride and it's okay. Like, you know, don't, don't sulk and all that. We, we've all had those moments, but it, it's time to move up and create it, create a plan, like a good one. So, mm-hmm. and that's what we're hoping to do here. So um, production right. goals. So yes. once you've got your financials, you're saying, okay, so um, setting financial goals need to happen before you look at production goals. So when you get your financial goals, you're like, okay, how that that's the end is your the financial piece. So now you need to work backwards to create um, some production goals. So you, it's, for instance, it can be as simple as I need to to sow an extra 500, 1,000 sunflowers a week because I'm going to add more bouquets. So you can kind of work that out with your crop planning. Try a new specialty crop so you can kind of work backwards that way. So if you're planning on growing like a particular enterprise on your farm, what production goals need to correlate with that? Like for – I'm going to use an example because this year we added gros- a larger grocery store account to the farm. I knew that I was going to have to seriously update, um, upgrade the production on some hardier crops that are real tough and make it through all the grocery stores. So that means increased production in, in, I mean, sadly, like our grocery store bouquets get kind of beat up at the grocery stores. They're not taken care of. So they really do need to be tough Mm -hmm. flowers. So for us, that's a very small number of flowers. It's sunflowers, marigolds, celosia, spike, and coxcomb. It's all those like super tough flowers. So I'm like, okay, I know I need to to up that. And that's how I kind of create the production goals associated. Or if you're looking at your crop plans too, you can be like, wow, people really loved like the gosh, I was going to make something up. The bronze snapdragons. I could have sold those for like days and days, but but I didn't have mm-hmm. enough. So a lot of it will be production notes too from the previous year. And then do you do a shrink sheet? I do not. But that's where I, I tie my shrink sheet back into those production mm-hmm. goals. Like that's one thing that I'm looking at. Like I'm comparing harvest records to like yes. what got wasted. Um, and it's kind of obvious to me that just drives some of my goals uh, where it's like, you know, we eliminated scabiosa because – it's the devil. Um, (laughs) you know, so those sort of things, like that helps me to kind of drive my, with my, with my crop plan, Mm -hmm. but it's more just like, uh, like you said, those goals associated directly to your financials. So like for me, we're growing our, you pick this year, we're expanding. So I have specific production goals that are just for the, you pick, uh, that are separate from everything else aside. Um, so Mm -hmm. we kind of, you know, write those in, um, and then those goals help us then drive the 
the crop plans that we do and produce from mm-hmm. those um, tied within our financial goals as well. But yeah, so anything else on production goals? Yeah, I think, think it's just it's just really like looking into your notes from the year again, talking about mm-hmm. record keeping. Um, yeah. You really do need to keep really good records and it might just be simple notes as like, man, it was 4th of July and really could have used some red and blue flowers. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just like little stuff like that, you know, like, man, I could have just killed it on 4th of July, but I just didn't have the right mix, you know, or I miss, I was really Mm -hmm. missing a line flower, you know, during in July. So it's like, you know, I need to figure out where, what I'm going to plug in there. So I just think um, that's where your notes are are really going to, going to come into play too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like with lilies, I remember last year I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, man, we were really heavy on this. I wish I would have had them then. So, you know, when I yes. placed my Lily order, I bumped it up so we would get it earlier. So it hit an earlier date to when we actually really needed it, you know, and then planned for, cause later in the season, we just, we don't move them as much. Um, so yeah, just like kind of figuring that stuff out and trying to figure yeah. out how we can hit a mother's day window with them too. So yeah, just a really, uh, like you said, those notes are just super important. Mm-hmm. So then the, the last one that I always, that I look at and i Projects are endless on the farm. They like yeah, there's I so know. much stuff. Every time I'm look, they never stop. <laughs> never. Um, and especially as you like as the business grows, right? There's always just like mm-hmm. upgrades to things that you want to make. Like ours right now, our deer fencing has been on um, like a solar panel. Mm. And so mm-hmm. we're getting it switched to be hardwired. It's because like the employees get shocked and they don't even jump. So you know those deer aren't <laughs> like they're like, what was that? But a horse fly. Um, so I already told Emily because I think she got shocked like three times this year. She, like, oh you're going to have to really be cautious. I know. I know. She just goes down there and just assumes that's the funny. thing's off. But we're so we're upgrading. That's just like one project mm-hmm. that's like been on in my mind, you know, of it could be. You know, we've got drainage projects. Uh, yeah. We want to expand one of our high tunnels, just things that. They are relevant because Mm -hmm. they have to be incorporated within this whole process of what we're doing, right? Like, what can I do now? We've got some sinkholes of stuff where we did drainage work that need to be filled before the UPIC opens. So like all those things, um, you know, rattle around in our brain. And so I I use a, a program called Asana for it. Mm-hmm. You could use Trello. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's other, I don't even know what you yeah, would call them, Google project Sheets. management. Yeah. Yeah. You, could, you know, in a, in a basic form. Yeah. Yeah. Like a project yeah. management so, system. And it's, I don't think I pay for Asana, but no, um, no, I think you can get it free. for free. But what I love about it is you can create a card. And so mine will say like projects and then um, I can put like a date on it. Right. If I'm like, so it's not rattling around my brain. i dump it onto this card and then I forget about it. And then in six months from now, it'll say, you know, lighting for a uh, you pick. Well, it won't mm-hmm. be six months from now, but you know what I'm saying? Three months from now. And I'll say like, okay, it'll say like, okay, like, do you want to do this now or do I want to bump it out? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then I'll, you know, choose to whether I do it now or schedule it or bump it out. Like I did some winter projects, um, like I have on my list, which was painting my house. Like I have a mm. personal one too. Yeah. Um, like painting a few rooms inside of my house. And it's like, I know it's there. I like know it's in the back of my mind, but then it pops up and it's like, okay, do I want to do that? Or is that something that I want to plan now? And then I get to incorporate that into, yeah. you know, my work schedule or my daily life, my, my personal side too. So yeah. um, just having goals for projects mm-hmm. uh, is important because we want to do it all, but like writing it down and being realistic yes. about like, what can we actually get done? I think is yes. where is so important, yeah. you know, because- 
you know, some of them are going to cost you money. Some of them are going to end up making you money, right? If it's drainage, it's going to cost money, but it's going to save you with like Mm -hmm. the issues you're having maybe with crops and disease. Uh, So I think it's just important to to still work in those projects as part of your overall plan for the whole season. Yes. And something that we do with the projects is I do try to take the off season to figure out a cost associated for each one of those. So let's say like last year we expanded our tunnels. Um, so we're like, okay, so how much is that going to cost? Well, just going back to how all of our goals have to intertwine with one another, um, I have to make sure that financially I'm going to have the money to do that. And then I'm going to create a production goal because I'm going to be like, okay, because I have this extra tunnel space, I'm going to be able to produce X number of flowers and sell that. And then also um, just figuring out how that project is going to fit in when you're going to be able to do it cash-wise is incredibly important. Like it, it has to be, you have to financially plan for it too. So it is, mm-hmm. and you know, if I, I know for me, when I get a project quoted, it's always about three times about what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so I'm constantly in price shock. So I think if you did t- take some time and you had this list of projects, you could try to associate a number and it might help you prioritize based on um, maybe doing some of the projects that, that might cost a little, but they would make you more money in the end run instead of just like maybe being more like superficial or just like a, you know, I don't know, creating a beautiful fence somewhere or something that maybe not necessary. Um, and, and you're going to know, you're going to know where your pain points are at, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's important to associate a number with that too. So yeah, one of the projects we looked at doing last year is uh, getting a prop house. Mm-hmm. And so we got it, we got it quoted and I had this real moment of, like, man, I just seems like a lot of money. It was a lot of money for what I wanted. And yeah. we do, we grow all of our, we start, do all of our starts inside. We transition stuff outside and, you know, do that whole, but we do it well. Like we've mm-hmm. really done it well. I'm like, you know, there's some things that I could upgrade within that room that would make it easier. I think we'd grow better plants, all those things. And so I'm like, you know, I can upgrade a few things within that seed room, right? Probably a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff mm-hmm. to make it so much easier. And yes. then um, versus this like $10,000 expense. So I ended up saving that money. Yeah. It was just a decision, but I had to look at it, you know, as like, okay, is this, is this project going to make me money? And I realized like, I'm not going to make that money back. Yeah. I, you know, we're already growing really good seedlings the mm-hmm. way we do it. So I felt mm-hmm. like there was not this like dire need. I really think it was just like, Oh, I think that's the next step. I need to have a prop house. And it's like, man, I don't, I don't think I need to do that. Like it yeah. becomes another thing to manage. Yes. Um, and maybe at some point, right, if we're outgrowing mm-hmm. this space. But yeah, I just think we just do it, we do it well that way. And I think there was a little bit of vanity in there for me. Like I've you know, I get sure. ego, like, oh, mm-hmm. I need to be growing them in a prop house. And it's like once I checked in with that for myself, I'm like, no, yeah. I think you're good the way you're yeah. doing it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we made some upgrades that make it easier. So yeah. And and really that's where like knowing the numbers will allow you to make those kinds of decisions. And like, don't yep. let, you know, one of the walnuts in your life, like dear Aunt Susie, I'm really sorry if anyone has an Aunt Susie, but like dear Aunt Susie say, <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> that's going to cost you. Because I've had that happen. So I'm like, oh, you, that, that'd be ridiculous. And then really it ended up not being, I'm like, why did I even <laughs> listen to you? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, you know, sometimes um, we overestimate what it's going to cost. Generally, I'm an underestimator. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but again, I, I think like, I hope this all, all encourages you to like really try and 
look at your numbers and make sure you have all the right numbers. Um, and just having mm-hmm. that data, like being focused and honed in on the data of your farm is just going to make your business that much better. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we do need to make money. We're not all yes, just flower are. crowns and <laughs> and field pictures. <laughs> no. No. I, uh, you're talking about sticker shock. I just bought yeah. a mattress, a new mattress. Oh. Do you know how often you're supposed to replace those things? Don't, don't even tell me. What? Ten I, years? Five years. Yeah. Five. It's, it's like ten years, I think. Ten is years. like people yeah. are Some people are appalled with ten. Yeah. I was in college. Okay. I was in college when I got this mattress. So it was time for an upgrade. Um, I about fell over. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is how much this costs? It's foam. Okay. Like, I don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was a, that was, it was literally on my list. It was a a goal that I had this year. I actually said I was going to do it Mother's Day weekend and I ended up doing it at the end of, very end of the year, but I still got it in, right? You did it. I still counted as like a a goal completed, but I was like, oh my seven months later. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I I hope this, I really do. I hope this helps you guys kind of break down about how we do our goal setting. Um, I encourage you to write it down and revisit it. And it's okay that you adjust or change it. Because sometimes what we think we want is not, we figure it out pretty quickly that maybe that's not the most important thing to us. So, all right, guys, I hope you all felt very encouraged by this conversation. If you want, head over to the Dirt on Flowers at Dirt on Flowers on Instagram and share with us your goals. Um, I made a post yesterday asking you guys what your goals were. So this week, I'm sorry, when you guys hear this, it'll be this week. So let us know what your goals are and let us cheer you on um, from the sidelines. It's Sometimes it's important to tell other people your goals, even if they're people you don't know, you know, face to face, but um, it's important to share those things. So thank you so much for listening. We are really, I I tell you what, we're putting everything we have into these shows. So we're really grateful for your investment in our stories. And we really do love sharing all of our behind the scenes info with you guys. So your engagement keeps us refueled. And we are so excited to continue to produce content that you guys are enjoying and being able to just enrich your farms from afar is everything to us. Can you please help us? Hey, share your podcast with our friends. Leave us a review. Stop in and say hi over at Dirt on Flowers and Instagram. Thank you for supporting us. We will see you at the same time, same place next week. Bye, guys.